0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Hello, good morning, Passion Life Church. My name is Katie Mendoza, and I am honored to be with you all today. I believe the Lord has put a word in my heart for this season. It's the holidays. So much is happening. And you know what? God is good. He is faithful. And the Holy Spirit is so desiring to partner with us. You know, we're joint heirs with Jesus. We get to rule and reign with him. And we get to be seated in heavenly places with the King of Kings. So I am excited for the word today. Today I'm gonna talk about your shout. That's right, shout. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, to practically speaking, in my life, my life is very loud. I have a lot of shouting going on in my life around me. I am happily married to my husband um, for 12 and a half years now, and we have four kids. We also have a dog who's very loud. So in the day-to-day, we hear a lot of shouting. It can be good shouting. Yeah, there's some bad shouting, but it could be good shouting. It's so funny. Sometimes I catch myself and it could be so noisy all around me. And I catch myself just totally tuning it out. It's it's kind of funny. And then I snap back into reality and I say, it is so loud. Y'all calm down. That's, that's, that's pretty normal in our house. Um, but before we talk about your shout. What kind of sister would I be to not tell a funny story about my brother Phil? Pastor Phil is actually my oldest brother. He is just such a blessing in my life. And through the years, he has been an example to me um, and a mentor to me. And so I'm just Thank you, Phil and Valerie, for entrusting this time and entrusting me to steward this time with your amazing Passion Life Church family. I do not take it lightly and I am honored to be here. But anyway, back to the story. So I was trying to think of a funny story about my brother. There are many and I was trying to find one that had to do with a shout, um, I couldn't think of one, so I thought of the next best thing, Phil singing. You know, Phil was actually a musician before he was in any kind of pastoral ministry. He had bands, he had um, all all kinds of bands through the years. You should ask him about it. He has pictures and proof um, of them. So um, Phil is a singer. So there was a small Piece of time when we were living in New Jersey. Phil had a full-time job at a hospital. He was a youth pastor for our church. Um, And there was one experience where we went to a family friend's house for dinner. Um, They were actually Jewish, and so it was really cool. They made us some um, food, matzo ball soup, and it was just an amazing experience. Well, what we didn't know is they were going to invite somebody else over um, to have dinner with us. And it was just this this older man who had, um, I, I mean, I don't know how else to explain, but he had like very puffy, black, curly hair all around. It was more than a mullet and less than an afro. So it was like somewhere right in the middle. It was really great. Anyway, we found out he was involved with Broadway musicals. And so him and Phil got to talking and he just decided that he was going to recruit my brother to be a Broadway star. (laughs) And so there was a very short piece of time where I remember Phil practicing Broadway music um, in our home. Thank God. God, that didn't happen because the Lord knew we needed Phil to be a pastor. So thank God for the no Broadway and yes to ministry. Yes to pastors because they are incredible. I love you, Phil and Val. And if you want more funny Phil stories, just hit me up later. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We are so excited to dive into your presence, Lord. Lord, we acknowledge your presence here in my home. And Lord, we welcome your presence in all the homes and cars and places this message will be shared. Have your way, Lord. Speak we're listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, we're going to talk about three different shouts that I found in scripture that were so moving, actually. Um, I'll The Lord really in my quiet time one morning a few weeks ago just downloaded this message to me and I was moved to tears. I was convicted and then I was moved to tears and I wrote it down and just a few, maybe a week ago, I felt the Holy Spirit quicken my heart and say, get your message ready. So as we dive into going over three different kinds of shouts that I found in Scripture, it's really cool because we get to intertwine the miracle of Christmas, this amazing series that Pastor Phil started last week. It's so cool how the Holy Spirit kind of tied it all together so we can really focus on the season. I mean, this year has been crazy crazy right in every sense of the word i mean you know we can list a whole bunch of stuff but in we're not going to because we're going to use this time to give god the glory because chris this is not what christmas is all about just celebrating the fact that god sent his only son to come and to save us from sin and death and hell. And so um, let's dive into scripture. We're going to talk about three different shouts. The first shout that we all need to have is the faith shout. Yes, say it with me, the faith shout. Um, And this is a story that's kind of familiar in scripture, but we're going to read it. It's from Joshua 6. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns have all the people shout as loud as they can then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town we're going to skip down to verse 9 some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark with the priests continually blowing their horns. Do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. We're going to go down to verse 15. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blasts on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. Hallelujah. What? You know, sometimes when I'm reading these stories in the Bible, I have to remind myself, this really happened. This really happened. There was Walls of a city, of an entire city surrounding the city. And God gave these crazy instructions that made no sense to the natural eye. There, there, I mean, I have never seen anybody scream and an entire wall come down. Um, and so it was just this taboo set of instructions that if, they weren't believing in faith that God was going to give them that land, the, the king, all the supply, everything in that land was theirs. But they had some instructions first. And so they had to do these things and walk around the city and then shout as loud as they could. And that's when the walls crumbled. And so I love how precise the instructions of the Lord were. And I love how um, serious they took the instructions. They didn't deviate from them. Even in verse 10, when Joshua said, do not, he told the people, do not talk, do not shout. Joshua commanded not even a single word from you until the time, until the time to shout, How many times when we are facing what looks like an impossible situation in our life, do we grumble? Do we complain? Do we talk just so much more than we should instead of keeping our mouth shut, following the instruction of the Lord, which is found in the word of God and obeying him it's really easy to talk and complain, especially after the year we've had. I don't know anybody that COVID hasn't affected. I don't know anybody that just different ways, whether it's financially or health or even politically, it's just chaos, right? And so it's very easy to get lost in the complaining. It's very easy to deviate from the instruction of the Lord. Um, in your situation. But I came here today to encourage you to to get your faith shout ready. Get your instructions, your clear instructions from the Lord on what he's having you um, follow through with in this season, as you finish the year. I feel so compelled to encourage you to finish the year stronger than you started it, than all throughout the year. You are more than a conqueror. You carry the spirit of the living God inside of you, and you can do the impossible with God. You know, so often, so often believers um, want a prophetic word or some kind of solution outside of the word of God. They want to, they want to know if they're facing a difficulty, they want to know what they should do and they want to get the answer, not in the word. And it's so crazy how many distractions there are, whether it's social media or anything, anything, your family, not even necessarily bad distractions, but it's so crazy how many distractions there are that can pull you away from the word of God. And the word of God, the Bible is literally God's words to us with detailed instructions if you need a financial miracle there are instructions if you need healing there are instructions if you need if you're discouraged if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever that is there are instructions for you on how to get out of that and so i just want to encourage you that yes God speaks. It's easy for his children to hear his voice. When you have relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is your best friend and you can hear his voice. Um, So I wanna ask you again, what has God said about your situation? What are your instructions? How are you supposed to finish this year and start next year? Hebrews 11.1 1 talks all about how faith is a substance. It's actually something. It's a substance. It's, 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 it's something that proves the evidence of Jesus. And you know what? The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So nothing that I do, the good, you know, the good things that I do in this world, pale in in comparison to the faith that I have inside of me. And how does faith come? The Bible says it, it's very simple. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The substance of faith in the battle of Jericho was the shout. That was the thing that brought the walls down. And so that was their step of faith and total trust. There must be a shout that comes from the depths of your being to see your, your situation change, to see the walls fall. Um, so in my life... <laughs> um, I was trying to think I was trying to think and pray of an example. I said, "Lord, when in my life have I have I done this? Have I implemented this?" And then he brought me back to probably one of the darkest times in my life. So there was one night where the 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 guy I was seeing, he 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 broke up with me. And this guy was one of the more serious relationships in my life. And so I was just you can imagine when I he when he dumped me, I was I felt I didn't know what I was going to do with my life anymore. And so um, I remember driving in my car in the middle of the ghetto in Dallas and pulling over into a Motel 6 and said, I I just want to be alone. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Um, my roommates at the school were waiting for me, but I didn't go home to them. And so at this Motel 6, I remember that and the Holy Spirit spoke this to me when I was writing this message is that is where your shout started. That is where the faith, the, the faith shout was birthed in your heart. When you were crying, I felt like the Lord was telling me, Katie, when you were crying out to me in that hotel, motel room, all alone, you were not alone. The Lord was doing such a work in my heart. And that was the beginning of of identity being placed in my heart. That was the beginning of not allowing um, the lies of the enemy. That was really the beginning of the walls that I had erected of insecurity and worthlessness and all the lies of the enemy. That was the beginning where they were beginning to crumble and never be built again. And so I just wanna encourage you in this. Find find the root of it. Find where you can really start building on what the struggle is. Find the answer in the word. Find out where you can use the word of God as the sword that it is to really speak it and see the walls come crumbling down. If you really actually need to shout in your house and really start speaking the word of God out loud, then I encourage you to do so because it will never return void. The next shout we must have in our lives is a declarative shout. It's a shout of declaring. The word declare means to make known or to state clearly, to manifest, to reveal, or to show. Okay, we're going to read about the declarative shout in Luke 2, verse 8. That night, People, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Oh man, I was trying to hold it together during that scripture. It was just hitting me in all the right places. (laughs) Man, I would love... To one day in heaven, I would love to, I would love Jesus to show me a picture of what that actually looked like on that night. I think it goes so far beyond our, our imagination, our thoughts, because Jesus Christ was born in the earth, became human for us, for us. And it was like heaven couldn't, heaven had to invade earth in that moment and they had to praise him because he deserves it. He deserves all the honor and the glory and the praise. And um, so we're going to talk about the shout of the angels and what they declared in that moment. The glory of the Lord was manifest on this earth when Jesus was born. The earth and heavens couldn't be silent. They had to shout about it. The host of angels declared what was true. And as Pastor Phil said last week, in that time, it was a very dark time. There had been 400 years of silence. And then... Jesus came on the scene at the perfect time and the most beautiful shout had happened. The dreadfully silent period of history was ended with a shout and a declaration of the King. What an amazing honor it is to be alive during this season of time, this period of time. And I believe that the Lord is looking for people to rise up and declare His truth in the middle of the darkness. I mean, I don't know would anybody agree with me. This season of life has felt dark. Phil, Phil talked about it last week when he's walking in the in the strip mall and 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 it, you can f- almost feel the the tangible heaviness. That feel the darkness and. And in a lot of situations in life, it may feel like a tunnel like a, or a bottomless pit. I remember as a kid going to Carlsbad Caverns and going to the bottomless pit. It was like a, a, a thing you could go see. And I'm now as a mother myself, I'm thinking, why would I ever take my child there? But hey, mom, I, it's all good. It, it made me think of this moment. Maybe that's what it was for, this moment right now. But where it's so dark, you can't even see your hand in front of your face. Can anyone relate with feeling that kind of darkness? Well, that's what it was like when Jesus was born. It was a dark time. And then the king of kings came. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him if your heart is fully committed to your king the lord will find you and strengthen you that's good news the message translation in 2nd chronicles 16:9 says god is always on the alert constantly on the lookout for people who to- who are totally committed to him It's time for people, it's time for us, the people of God, to begin declaring the truth in your situation, in your family, in your city. I think I may have talked about this the last time we were together, but sometimes in our home with our kids, we have dance parties. And I remember when when COVID first started, we were really intentional about the dance parties because sometimes... When you feel like you don't have any words to say or you've been shut in your home with a ton of kids, sometimes you just need to turn the worship music up and, and declare and, and declare the words of the Lord. See, I'm not a fan of, of songs that talk about our problems and our trouble and one day I'll get through the trouble and the storm. no. I want to sing about my king. I want to do as the angels did and declare that Jesus is Lord, that he is my Messiah. Romans 8.11 that says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You are equipped for this kind of shout. The Lord so wants us to partner with him. As I said in the beginning, we are joint airs with him and there is so much injustice happening in your state in your city in your family and so maybe just maybe the the tide of the battle will start to turn when we turn like Pastor Phil said when we turn the light on we turn the light on and we begin declaring glory to God in the highest. We put down our struggle, our problems, and we just start magnifying the King. The presence of God changes everything. Psalm 27, 13 says that we will see the goodness of our God in the land of the living. And so I say it's time for us as believers to stand up strong and not be a victim to anything, to, to, no tactic, to, no tactic of the enemy, and start declaring that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Isaiah 45, this is such a powerful verse of scripture. This is the truth that the Lord declares. For the Lord is God, and he created the heavens and earth and put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in not to be a place of empty chaos. Do you hear that? He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. So in Jesus' name, we declare that our cities, our towns, our families, things will start opening up in Jesus' name. We cancel the assignment of the enemy in the name of Jesus on this earth. This place was not created to be a place of empty chaos. So we thank you that we will see your goodness in the land of the living. That was, I just felt that we needed to pray that together and agree. So I'm gonna continue reading the chapter in Isaiah, Isaiah 45. I publicly proclaim, this is what God says, okay? And we get to model what he says in our own life and do that, do what he says. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. A few months ago, I was so stirred to action. I had to do something, and I under, and I understood that my greatest weapon, because I'm not some kind of political leader or you know, big time decision maker or anything like that. I know that my greatest weapon was in prayer, and so I grabbed a few friends, invite, sent out a big invite. And we, I said, we're going to go to a parking lot, and we're going to bring a, a Bluetooth speaker, and we're going to worship, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray, and we're going to declare that things start shifting. And we did that for months. We just came together. We brought our kids, and we started praying and declaring what was allowed in the spiritual realm and what was not allowed in the spiritual realm. And, and, and you know what? It has been such a powerful time. So I encourage you to, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing in your job, at home, in the car, you make those declarative shouts to the kingdom, because there is life in you. There is life in your tongue. There is power in your tongue. And just like the angels declared and shouted for Jesus, we get to do the same thing. We get the presence of of God living in us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you to declare truth, against the injustices, against the lies. You rise up and you speak the truth with authority. And the last shout that we're gonna talk about today, this is where this whole message was was birthed from in my quiet time. And you know what it is? It's a counterfeit shout. There are counterfeit shouts raging in our world today. And we're gonna talk about one right now. We're going to read John 18, 37. He said, then Pilate responded, oh, so then you are a king. You were right, Jesus said. I was born a king and I have come into this world to prove what truth really is. And everyone who loves the truth will receive my words. Pilate looked at Jesus and said, what is truth? As silence filled the room, Pilate went back out to where the Jewish leaders were waiting and said to them, he's not guilty. I couldn't even find one fault with him. Now you do know that we have a custom that I release one prisoner every year at Passover. Shall I release your king, the king of the Jews? They shouted out over and over again. No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Barabbas was a robber and a troublemaker. Is it just me or does this passage of scripture mirror so well this day and age whether it's covid or the race situations going on or or the election that's not even resolved yet and so many things that are and, and even just the holidays right you get you can get lost in the gifts to buy and the the meals you're going to cook and the, you know, different things, the family drama that goes down. We can get so wrapped up in these things, these movements. And I believe it's a tactic of the enemy to take our gaze off of Jesus. Because if I'm so distracted by a movement happening politically, that I start spending my time watching videos and reading articles. And I mean, it's going to take away from time that I need to be spending with my father. I'm not saying don't watch videos or read articles. or I'm saying keep Jesus at the center. Make time with him priority and first in your life and then everything else you can build around that. So later on in the next chapter in John, the beginning of John 19, they're shouting for Barabbas at the end of John 18 and then going into John 19, Pilate brings Jesus back (laughs) and he has him whipped and beaten and mocked. And that's where they put the crown of thorns on him that cuts his head open. And they whip him with leather straps with shards of glass on the ends of them and metal. And and the soldiers put a royal robe on him to mock him. And all the while, Jesus is taking the beating for you, for me, for Pilate for those soldiers, for those Pharisees. He's taking it so we can be whole, so we can live this life today victorious and healthy and with a sound mind and with peace. And you know what? After he got whipped, they brought him back to the court, and they said, hasn't he had enough? And no, those traitors still yelled, crucify him, crucify him. Do you feel mocked in this season? Jesus understands. Do you feel misunderstood or afraid? Do you feel beaten and bruised? Jesus has been there. And he took it so you don't have to live your life beaten and bruised. So I'm here to offer hope. Psalm 85, 8 says, I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people. The Lord speaks peace to you, a peace that passes all understanding that you can't even make sense of in the hardest of times. But you know what? That peace only belongs to you if you can recognize him. If you're not busy shouting for counterfeit things. That peace is only yours. And I would go on on and build on that and say health and life and victory and abundance and provision is yours when you can recognize Jesus and all that he's doing, and all that he promises us. So I encourage you today to build your faith shout, to build that declarative shout, to let his fire burn on the inside of you so all that you can do is shout and pray and speak the word. And you quickly Rid yourself of anything counterfeit to what the truth is because he's here. He's waiting for us to partner with him in the amazing work he's doing. We have so much to look forward to in 2021, but I want to end 2020 strong and I encourage you to do the same. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, You know every single person watching this. Holy Spirit, I ask that your word would take root in their heart and that they would seek out areas of their life where faith needs to grow, that they would get a holy boldness inside of them where they know that they need to start declaring truth about you in their situations. And I ask that you would give them discernment on how to discern what is counterfeit and what is true. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I love talking about giving. Giving has changed my life so extravagantly that we would be here till next year, me talking about it. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet, but this is probably one of the most important times here, especially at the end of the year where we have the opportunity to finish strong. I'm going to read Matthew 2. I'm going to read Matthew 2, Verse nine, and so they left and on their way to Bethlehem, suddenly the same star they had seen in the east reappeared. Amazed, they watched it as it went ahead of them and stopped directly over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were so ecstatic that they shouted and celebrated with unrestrained joy. When they came into the house and saw the young child with Mary, his mother, they were overcome. Falling to the ground at his feet, they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure boxes. I love how the passion translation, then they opened their treasure boxes full of gifts and presented him with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Afterward, they returned to their own country by another route because God had warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. That's a whole sermon in itself. How they knew that they were on their way to see Jesus, who was a kid at that point. Many, many people believe he was about two years old. They were on their way to see him. And when they realized that they were following the star and they were almost going to see him, they stopped what they were doing. They shouted, they were overcome with joy, thanksgiving and praise. And they praised and then they brought their offerings to the Lord. And so I want to encourage you today as we're ending the year, as we're going into the Christmas season, probably spending way more money than we should. Don't forget about the most important gift of all, and that is your tithe and your offering to the King of Kings, to build the kingdom of God on this earth. What an honor, what an honor it is. So I encourage you today to give extravagantly, give your tithe, but also give an offering give an extravagant gift to end the year in faith, believing maybe maybe you had a hard year, maybe this year didn't go as planned for you, but you have an opportunity to end the year as a, a faith act and say, Lord, the enemy doesn't win over my family, over my finances, I'm gonna give this, Because you are worthy, and I'm going to give it with an expectation of provision. Let's pray. Father, I ask that as we bring our tithes and our offerings to your kingdom, to to good ground, Passion Life Church's good ground, I ask that you would bless it. Father, that you would bless the work of the people giving hands in Jesus' name. I thank you that 2021 will be a divine, um, a year of increase, a year of provision, and a year of the miraculous. We love you and we give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas.